Hello everybody and welcome back to my channel. I am your host, Stavrin James, and glad to be here with all of you guys here today. If you're new to my channel, please remember to like, subscribe and comment to my channel as I host a bunch with the YouTube algorithm and it really gets me going in terms of YouTube and whatnot. But also, don't forget that I'm also available on audio formats such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, all that good stuff. It's under the same name as the YouTube channel, The Darren James Podcast, so it's easy to find. I got, long, I got a lot more episodes on there because originally, back a few years ago when I started doing podcasts, that was my format, audio, until recently when I started doing video format as well as audio format. So if you want to check that out, please do. I'll try to leave a link in the YouTube comments with a list of um, available outlets for my podcast. But with that being said, Let's get on with today's episode, shall we? I don't know how many of you are film buffs who follows like the movie news pretty much on a regular basis sort of thing. Who watches like movie podcasts or reads headlines, movie related or Hollywood related, whatever it may be. But I am quite a film nut to a degree. And I like knowing what films are happening before they actually are happening. Um, what's coming out in, you know, Train Train 4, Train Train 5, wherever it may be. I like knowing in advance what to look forward to. That might be just me, that's perfectly fine. But I know some people out there do really like that sort of thing. But if you're anything like me, then you are aware that there's been a massive strike going on over the last couple of months in Hollywood. Um, you got the writer's strike, which is what I'm talking about today. And also you got the actor's strike, which is called SAG, if I'm not mistaken. I don't really know anything about these two things because I, this is new to me. Yeah, um, the last time this sort of thing happened was 2007, 2008, if I'm not mistaken. So this is very much new to me. I have no idea what goes into these sort of things and how long these things can last. Although apparently it comes down to a business agreement between movie studios and whatnot and the people such as actors and writers and how they feel they are being representatives of a business deal. So let's kick on with today's story. So apparently right now, um, after months of strikes and a movement that brought Hollywood to a standstill, the Writers Guild of America, WGA, has announced a tentative agreement that has now been reached, apparently. As of yesterday, Sunday, the 24th of September. The WGA, an alliance of motion picture and television producers, AMPTP, have finally come to a consensus or agreement, whatever you want to call it. However, that does not mean the strikes are over. See, this is the part that's confusing me the most. Because I read this, like I saw this headline this morning, and I've seen many different outlets as well. But I've seen people on Twitter who are involved in the movie business in some sort of way, whether it be reporting, you know, scoops or whatever it may be, I've heard them say, yes, the strike is over with. How can now, you know, continue with any production or any future production that they wish to get off the ground. But now I'm hearing, you know, stuff like this, where it's saying the strike's not yet over with. So it's 50-50, I guess. Um, I'm waiting on more confidential information to find out whether or not they are actually over with. But I hope they are. You know, I hope everything's settled and things can go about as business as usual, for the most part. As long as everyone gets, like, the writers and the actors and whatnot, they get what they want in terms of fair treatment and fair, 
you know, payment residuals and, you know, stuff like that. Um, so they walked off the job, a lot of writers, a lot of actors, because they want to be better pay conditions, better pay residuals and safeguards to be installed to prevent artificial intelligence from taking their jobs. And that's a big conversation right now, is AI intelligence or artificial intelligence rather. That's been a massive topic for like ages now, to a degree. Everyone's talking about, oh well, you know, in a couple of years time we won't need actors. We could just get AI to give them, a, you know, do the acting for us in a sense. Or we won't need actual writers. We could just get AI, blah, 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 you know, write a script for us. And in my opinion, I don't like that because that takes away the art of filmmaking. And it takes away the actual talent from these people, you know, such as like Leonardo DiCaprio, for example. Um... You know, he's got a new film coming out in October, Killers of the Flower Moon. And he's here with Martin Scorsese, Martin Scorsese, rather. Both men, very talented, and they work really well together. And I couldn't really picture an artificial intelligence trying to recapture or recreate what those two men have in terms of chemistry. You know, as a director and a writer and also an actor. You know, Leonardo being the actor and... Martin Scorsese being the director slash writer, I could imagine an artificial machine trying to do a better job than those men in terms of their, you know, what they like to do on screen together, if that makes sense. And it goes for any actors as well. I don't want to see AI anywhere near Hollywood in some, ga in some cases. But, you know, it remains to be seen. Yes, I understand technology is getting better. Yes, I understand that you could do so much great things these days with artificial intelligence. I get that, absolutely, I get it. But at the same time, I know what I like, and I think most people would be in agreement in terms of what they like as well, that if you replace an actual human being to a robot, or a machine, whatever, robot machine, same thing, um, you don't get the same sort of feeling when you watch an actor on screen. Or if you listen to a director talk about a movie or whatever it may be, you don't get the same sort of passion, the same sort of, um, yeah, the same sort of passion, I can't think of words today, but you know what I'm talking about, but yeah, um, AI is a big conversation, and that's a big part of these strikes as well, both the actor strike and the writer strike, so hopefully Hollywood could come to sort of some, some sort of an agreement where they can crack down on AI, you know, hopefully, but no in Hollywood, Probably not. <laughs> so the writers strike, sorry, the writers guild of America says in a statement, we have reached a tentative agreement on a new 2023 MBA, which is to say that an agreement in principle to an ordeal points to subject drafting final contract language, which is a bunch of gibberish to me, basically. <laughs> I don't understand contract language. I don't understand, um, you know, any of this, but, Hopefully someone does. <laughs> what we have won in this contract, more specifically, everything we have gained since the 2nd of May, is due to the willingness of this membership to exercise its power to demonstrate its solidarity to walk side side sorry, to walk side by side to endure the pain and uncertainty of the last four one hundred and forty six days. It is a leverage guaranteed by your strike in con 
concert with the extraordinary support of our union siblings that finally brought the companies back to the table to make a deal. And it's crazy to me as well how the studio was so stubborn not to make a new deal as fast as possible because you're wasting money. You're losing money by having the strike go as long as possible. That doesn't make any sense to me. You got films that are waiting to be made. You got films that you know are scheduled to be released, and yet this whole writer strike sort of thing, an actor strike, is kind of putting a hold on that, and it's costing you money. So why would you not want to pay up as soon as possible? Just come to an agreement. It might hurt your ego a little bit, sure. Yes, I know there's politics in movies, there's politics in general in a lot of businesses. But at the same time, it's common sense, you know what I mean? Like You're losing money. You do not want to lose money. That's bad for business. You want to make money for business. So why not just come to an agreement, even if it just, even if it does hurt your ego, and it might put a hole in your pocket or whatever it may be. Like, you know, it's just common sense. So the one member of the WGA continues to say, we can say that with great pride that this deal is exceptional, uh, exceptional rather, with meaningful games and protections for writers in every sector of the membership. They are waiting for the agreement to be consolidated in a final contract. Okay, so the strike is not officially over with yet then, as I mentioned earlier, because there's been a lot of different information going on. This contract really puts everything in place. That's really the final nail on the coffin for the strike sort of thing. If the contract goes well, everyone's happy with it, brilliant. Everything moves forward. If not, then it's back to square one. So hopefully things work out in the right way possible. The WGA will then outline these details once everything has officially been sorted out. If the authorization or authorization is approved, the board and council will also vote on whether to lift the restraining order and to end the strike at a certain date and time to be continued, pending ratification. The statement continues. This would allow writers to return to work during the ratification or ratification vote, but will not affect the membership's right to make a final determination on contract approval. And they added once again, to be clear, no one is to return to work until specifically authorised by to by the guide. We are still on this strike until then. Okay, so that's a lot of information. A lot more information than that I was probably aware of and really understood a whole lot about because this whole strike business and this whole guy, whitest guy of America sort of thing and SAG, that's all new to me. I'd never heard of that before. Of course, I wasn't around, but well, I was around, but I didn't really follow movies when this whole strike began back in 2007 originally, the first time this happened. So this all happening right now is brand new, new to me. And it's incredible to see how much this is actually affected. So much in terms of projects being made, uh, projects being put on hold. It was kind of like the pandemic. You know, back in 2020 when everything was shutting down because people were not able to film because of the global pandemic. You know, movies were being scrapped, movies were being delayed. Um, so much was happening, people were losing jobs. And it's exactly the same thing that's happening here in some ways, except it's not a global pandemic. 
So it's been amazing to see like how passionate people are about what they do and how much they really care about what they do and of course also support themselves and their families as well which is very important because at the end of the day actors are just that, they're actors, they are hired people in a sense, they are hired guns rather, they, they're trying to do a job to provide for their friend, for their family and friends, well you know what I mean, the family mostly. So it makes sense for them to be as passionate as possible and trying to get this thing over with as quick as possible but at the same time wanting to stick to their guns and get the best agreement that they can for everybody involved regardless of you know if you're an independent actor whether you do movies for Warner Brothers, Universal, Lionsgate, you know whoever it may be regardless if you're an Oscar winner or whatever you want the best possible for everybody involved so that way, you're all on the same side, and you're all fighting for the same course. At least that's how I see it anyway. I'll be happy to know that this is officially ending, this whole strike business. There's a lot of movies that I want to see happen, that I know about happening. And right now, everything's up in the air, sort of thing with the strike. So once that's over with, I'll be a very happy chap. <laughs> Especially when it comes to Marvel's Deadpool 3, because that's my most anticipated Marvel movie coming out sometime next year. Where next year, we don't know if it even does happen next year because the half is full filming. It, well, at least it wasn't until the strike business came around. So, hopefully, that happens quick and everything could go about with business as usual. So, it's been a really interesting time since May following this whole strike business and what people are allowed to do, what they're not allowed to do. Like, I found out even through podcasts, like, if someone's an actor, for example, they're not allowed to perform, like, on camera. Because that, that goes against the strike policy. And you're not allowed to even talk about other movies as well. Like, or you might not feel comfortable talking about other movies. Like, any upcoming stuff, because, again, it's part of the strike business. So it's fascinating to learn so much about this, what you can and cannot do. And I think that's been a really eye-opener for me as well, because I'm learning more about the movie business. I'm learning more about what goes on, you know, when anything hits the fan sort of thing. That probably made no sense, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but um, yeah, so hopefully business goes as smoothly as possible, given this whole contract negotiation thing, whatever it is. And hopefully people can get back to work as soon as possible and create more great work and great projects for all us, us the audience to enjoy. So with that being said, thank you all for listening to this episode. Until next time, take care, stay safe, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.